Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, my friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. We are here on episode 198. We are two episodes away from episode 200, and I am super, super stoked about that. We have a great episode for 200, but don't worry. Don't skip ahead to then. We got a great episode right now, right today, right right today? Yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, really glad that you are joining us, whether this is your first time or you've been listening for uh, nearly 200 episodes. Really glad and honored you are here. Today, we got a great guest for you. We are uh, going to be talking with Mr. Pat Flynn. Now, Pat runs a site called Smart Passive Income, is a very successful entrepreneur and uh, does a lot of speaking as well. So we like to geek out and uh, talk about speaking from time to time. Today, though, we're going to be actually talking about affiliate marketing. This is a way that uh, Pat has built his business in in a significant way. And let me share with you why we're talking about this. See, as you may have heard or you may know, we have a, a brand new training coming out here very soon called Beyond the Stage. And we get a lot of questions from speakers going, okay, I'm doing some speaking, but now I'm interested in building a course or doing affiliate marketing or doing coaching or doing consulting or having a book. And I want to begin to build my business beyond the stage. I know I need to build an email list. I know I'm interested in social media. I know I'm interested in all and in, in selling. I'm interested in webinars and I'm interested in all these different things. And I just don't know where to begin. So what we've done is we've put together a roadmap and a plan through this new training program called Beyond the Stage We want to walk you through how you can build your business beyond just speaking and how you can incorporate speaking into your Beyond the Stage offerings. So what we've done is we've put together a new free live training that we are going to be doing on August 21st that you can check out and register for by going to thespeakerlab.com slash beyond. thespeakerlab.com slash beyond. Again, we're going to be doing a free live training August 21st that you're not going to want to miss. We're going to walk you through, again, that step-by-step plan of exactly how to grow your business beyond just speaking, beyond the stage. So with this conversation with Pat, what we've done is we've put together a series of these expert interviews on a variety of different topics, over 20 different expert interviews that we have talked with people about and interviewed them on their certain niches and topics. And these are all going to be part of the new Beyond the Stage program. So what we've done is we've taken this week and next week to pull two of those expert interviews and share them with you here. All right. So these are going to be included inside the Beyond the Stage program. But again, we wanted to take these interviews just to kind of give you a little taste, a little preview of what you're going to find inside of the program. But for now, what you need to do is you need to go over to thespeakerlab.com slash beyond. Again, thespeakerlab.com slash beyond and make sure that you register for that free live training that we're going to be doing August 21st. All right. Make sure you stop by, check that out. If for some reason you can't make the date or time, that's okay. Still go ahead and register. That way we can still send you some information on it and uh, send you the replay for that. All right. So uh, here we go. We're going to talk with uh, Pat all about affiliate marketing and how he's used it to build his business and how he's connected it into speaking. Enjoy. 
Hey, what's up, my friends? Graham Baldwin here today, joined by my buddy, Pat Flynn, and we're gonna be talking all about affiliate marketing. First of all, Pat, how are you today, brother? I'm doing excellent, thank you for having me. Good, man, honored to hang out with you. So first of all, for someone who is not familiar with affiliate marketing, this is a big piece of your business, which we're gonna dive into, but for kind of give us like a high-level overview, what exactly is affiliate marketing? Sure, so affiliate marketing, in a sense, is you recommending or suggesting that other people use products that are not yours and you earning a commission as a result. So a lot of times we are actually already doing this in our daily lives in various kinds of ways. We're just not getting paid for it. For example, a movie you might recommend to a friend or a product that you have in your own household that you recommend to a neighbor because it's worked so well for you. You can do the same thing with your business, recommending other tools, products, services, coaching programs, whatever. You can recommend those things to your audience that you've built on stage or online and you can get paid a commission for that. Now, there's a number of questions that are likely popping up in people's heads right now. Coming from a product owner's point of view, you might be wondering, well, why would a person want to share income with somebody else in that way? Well, the reason is because when you are on stage and when you're building a business, you're building a brand, you're building authority, you're building trust, you're getting people to like you, that's something that a product owner is not going to ever get to the level that you're getting with your audience. So they are paying you money as sort of a thank you for introducing their product to your audience through the trust that you've built with them. And that's something that you should be using as leverage, as an asset. The right. trust that you have with your audience is so huge. Yes, you can sell your own products and I would still recommend doing that. But there are products that exist right now that your target audience is already buying most likely or will, would want to buy. And if you can be the person to recommend it and the product company gives you an affiliate link is typically how it works. They give you a special link that allows that purchase to be tracked back to you well, then you get a check every month for it or an ACH transfer or whatever. And right. I've been building my business through primarily affiliate marketing since 2000 and 2008. I started with my own products, but then went really deep into affiliate marketing because there are certain products that I can't create myself. For example, I teach a lot of people how to build an online business. Hypothetically, I could create my own server company, my hosting company, but I don't want to do that. And that's not what, I, what I'm in the business for. So I find the one that I recommend that I love and I share it with my audience who wants to build a business and they pay me every single time a new person signs up. Other companies like email service providers, I, I recommend an email service provider when I tell people that they should start a business, they should also have an email list and I recommend one and that, that one's really special because I get paid every single month that person continues to use that email service provider. And so that's a recurring payment that I get every month from this product as sort of a thank you for helping drive new customers their way. And it's really something that over time has been an interesting journey for a lot of people because when I started affiliate marketing, it, there was a very negative connotation with it. And right. the reason why is because it is technically pretty simple to do. Like we could recommend any product in the world, but because of that, people were recommending products that offered a higher commission that weren't necessarily in alignment with what their audience did. And as a result, people just started getting bombarded with buy this, go buy that, go check this out, go check that out. And it just became something that was super overwhelming for people. So what I recommend you do is you have this trust built with your audience. You recommend products that you know 100% are going to help serve them. And that way it's a win for everybody. It's a win for you because you're earning a commission. It's a win for that person in your audience because you're sharing a product that can actually help and serve them. And it's a win for the company because they're making money through new customers too. And everybody wins in that situation. If not everybody wins, then it's not a product to promote. 
Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it, if it's done right and done properly and done ethically, which I'm sure we can, we can get into, then it can, it can really be, like you said, be a win-win-win for everybody. So I'm curious, like in your business right now, how does affiliate marketing fit in? Because I think it's been a real evolution for you kind of outside looking in where early on, it was like you mentioned a big, big part of your business. Uh, today, I think it's still a big part, but you're also doing a lot more with your own products and services. So what's kind of been that evolution of how the affiliate marketing has fit into your business? Yeah, well, I mean, this is very similar to a lot of people that I teach. I recommend promoting other people's products first because those products already exist, because those products are already proven, because there's been a lot of money put into making those things great already. And starting with that to solve your audience's problems, because you can actually do it right now. Even even with places like Amazon, there's likely physical products that you could recommend to your audience that relate to to, to whatever it is they're doing or books that they might want to read that you could recommend. Why not make a little bit of money every time you recommend a product? And again, if it serves them too, then there's no worry there. Everybody wins. For me, it started out with a lot of affiliate recommendations for products that I now have my own products for. For example, podcasting courses and affiliate marketing courses. I, I used to recommend other people's stuff before before I gained the courage and, and had the confidence to create my own stuff. So for me, it was a great stepping stone into my own products was affiliate marketing. And also a way to validate which products I could potentially, if I wanted to, create myself. Now, I still recommend a ton of products that I couldn't create myself, like those software companies and other things that are helpful. Those are things that I use. And we'll talk about methods for promoting those products in in a little bit, I'm sure. But over time, I mean, even still, I've generated over $3.5 million in the last seven years from affiliate marketing alone. Wow, that's awesome. And then now add my own products on top of it. Now, you might be wondering, well... Now that you have your own products on top of those things, are you seeing less affiliate income? No, I'm actually still seeing those things, especially for things that I couldn't create myself. Those are actually still growing because a lot of the people who are now in my online courses trust me even more now Mm -hmm. than take those recommendations from me. I actually make a lot of my affiliate income from my existing students. So you can combine this with people who are in your programs or who are buying your products already to be like a step two or an addition or or an add-on to it. Cool. Very cool. So are there any types of products or services that tend to lend themselves better to affiliate marketing than others? I mean, better is a relative term. Sure. And I think sure. there's different kinds of better. There's better in the sense that it helps your audience achieve their goals faster. And in, and in that sense, I can't say it's a software, it's a coaching program. You know better than those of you watching this or listening, you know better than anybody what would help your audience. So better is what's going to help your audience find those results faster. What would serve them better? That's, that's to me is the best better. But there's also better things like the recurring payments that can come in versus the one-time payment, right? Because then you can sort of start to predict what your monthly income is going to be versus having to feel like you have to kind of continually recommend a product. You can still see every single month the recurring income coming from people that you've put into that program years before. I still earn a commission from people who have gone into some of my recommendations from four or five years ago. They're continually paying that company because they absolutely need that product and that companies continually paying me as a result too, which is, which is really cool. Better as in easier to use because then it's easier to demonstrate how easy it is to use so that people will be like, oh yeah, that's simple. Like I can sure. see the direct benefit and I can see it's not very difficult to use. So products that demonstrate, that kind of sell themselves based on, on what people see, those are a lot easier to promote because then, it, then you don't even have to push very hard. If you understand the pains and the problems of your audience and you go, okay guys, you guys have this problem here's this product or service, software, whatever, that can help you solve that problem. Look, like here, I'll create a demo video to show you and I'll put it on YouTube or I'll show you and demonstrate for you on stage in five minutes how you can get something that usually took you two hours to do 
well, then it's an easy sell. Like right. those are better to recommend because it's just so much easier for, for a person to be convinced like, yeah, okay, I, like this is obvious. I need to get right. this. Thank you for sharing it with me. What's your link so I can make sure you get credit for it too? At no extra cost to the customer. It's coming from the company that you've helped promote. Right. So how do you begin to find products that you could promote? Are there any certain criteria that you're looking for? So for example, like in your case, you're helping people build an online business. So you mentioned like hosting or an email service provider or natural Mm -hmm. fits. But if I'm someone who, let's say I speak to moms about starting a home-based business, or I speak to gym owners about growing their business, or it could be any number of things. You know, maybe I'm talking to parents of teenagers, you know, just about navigating those transitional years. So how do you start to figure out, okay, here's what I speak on. Here's who I speak to. Where do I go from there to figure out what products or services could be a good fit for me to recommend? I would say the number one thing to understand is what are all the pains and problems that your target audience has? Before going to a specific product, start with the pain and the problem first. Gotcha. And then I would start with what products have you used and that you have experience with that has been able to solve or can help solve those particular problems. And the reason why I say you want to start with what you've used is because it's just so much easier to talk about that product. It's so much easier for a person to trust your recommendation when you've used that product yourself. So imagine that I was trying to help you, you know, go on a diet, for example. And I was like, I heard about this program. It will help you lose 20 pounds in a month and you have, you can do it without killing yourself at the gym. And a person goes, Oh, well, have you used this product before? And I go, well, no, I just heard about it. Yeah. yeah. What do you think that person's going to say? Like, okay, maybe I'll research it a little bit more. But that maybe that might be it. You lose the trust because you haven't used that product yet. But if you go, I found this product, I used it for a month, and oh my gosh, like look at me, like look at me, look at me now. Like you can tell that I am different and I have these results now. Like how did you do that? Oh, well, I use this product and here's my experience with it. Here, like here's the difficult part about it and, and where, where I almost dropped off, but then I came in and I did this and then it worked for me and like, you know, I could show you all about how to use this. I can talk it like if you have any questions about it, let me know. So what am I doing in this case? I'm almost an extension of the company itself. Mm-hmm. I am now almost a spokesperson for it. I'm an ambassador for it as a user. And it's so much easier to convince a person when it's real life true that you've used that thing versus, oh, I heard a lot about this. I've read a lot about it, but I've never used it. It's going to be very difficult to close that sale as a result. So I would start with A, the pains and problems that your target audience has. B any products, services, tools, software, et cetera, anything you've paid for that you've ever used to help you tackle those similar problems. And then that's where I would start, number one. It's just so much easier that way. It's so much easier to share that proof and convince a person because when a person buys something, they want to know that it's going to work for them. And they want to see it before they buy it. And so when you can be the person to show them the results and show them how easy it is to use, um, and also showing them the pain of what it's like to not do it, right? I think this is something I learned from Ray Edwards who, who taught me a lot about copywriting. And he says, beyond talking about the problem that your target audience has on a sales page and email when you're talking to them, you want to amplify that problem by, here's what happens if you continue to go down this path you've been going down. Here's what yeah. will happen in five years if you don't solve this problem right now. So combining those with affiliate products, like, okay, you need to get this right now because guess what? If you don't do this now and get your website up and get your hosting done, your competitors are going to be there before you. And they're earning trust from their audience because they have a website that people can go to. You don't have a website right now. You're missing out. And so based on my own experience, and I have a video that can show you how easy this is to use. This is the company that I recommend. Here's how much it costs. And here's why I feel like this is a great investment for you. And when it comes from your own personal experience, it's, it's not selling. It's just sharing. Yeah. 
Now, why would someone go through you versus just going directly to the, the company? So you mentioned, for example, uh, whether it's an email service provider or a, a, a water bottle, right? Yeah. I mean, you should buy this water bottle from me. Well, you can buy this exact same water bottle from Amazon or wherever. So right. is there any incentive or should there be any incentive for someone to go through you versus going just directly to the company? That's a fantastic question. Number one, if you are recommending it to them and you've provided them some sort of value along the way, meaning perhaps you've taught them something. So you're teaching them not just what to get, but how to use it. And the fact that you can be there as a resource if they need help, like these are all incentives for people to go through your affiliate link. Plus just the nature of the law of reciprocity. If you've helped somebody, they're going to look for ways to pay you back to thank you. And a very easy way to do that is to go, hey, you know, I've written this article for you. It teaches you the 10 steps to build an online business. Step three is you get your hosting providers. Step four is nothing related to a product, but it's a very helpful tip. You know, you get all the 10 tips. And at the end, you go, by the way, the affiliate links in this article to other products are affiliate links. If you wanted to pay me back in some way at no extra cost to you, just use the links that are here on this page. And I get an affiliate commission as a result of that. When you let people know that, yes, that's actually a great way to pay you back for the value you've provided them and some sort of wins that you've given them along the way and the relationship that you build, then then they're going to want to do that. Actually, for a while, when I started affiliate marketing, this was before I knew like the laws where you are supposed to and you have to, if you're in the US at least, be very upfront with the fact that you have the possibility of earning a commission through these affiliate links. Mm -hmm. I used to hide that. I used to be like, oh, I don't want people to know that I'm making money off this because then then that doesn't feel right to me. Like they're going to feel like I'm just doing this for the money. The way that I battled that was, well, I'm going to give them so much value that even if they weren't to click on that link, they would still get something out of this because I know that'll always come back in return. But when I was very upfront with the fact that here's an affiliate link, I had even people go, thank you for telling me that you would actually get something back if I go through that link because I would have just gone directly to that website, but I wanted to make sure I paid you back for this great information that you shared with me. So I'm going to make sure to click on that link. And I'm at a point now in my business, having done this for so long, that when a new product comes out that people want, sometimes people will email me and go, Pat, do you have an affiliate link for this product? I want to make sure I just go through your link. And that's what happens when you build that trust and rapport. Now, all of you who speak on stage, you have a huge advantage because you have the ability to in person or virtually through a speaking situation build an incredibly strong relationship such that you will likely get there a lot sooner than people who are just hiding behind their blogs or hiding behind their podcast, right? You have a real life relationship building experience where a person can go, oh yeah, like that that guy was so helpful or that woman was so helpful on stage. Like, of course I'm going to go through that link because I want to pay them back for all the hard work they're doing. One of the things you mentioned earlier was just the the criteria for you that you've actually personally used the product. Are there any other criteria that you try to, or just requirements that you have personally of, if I'm going to recommend a product, it needs to check some of these boxes. I need to have used it. I need to personally actually recommend it and endorse it. Anything else that you're looking for, whether it be, I don't know, the type of the product or even the price point or how well like you know the company itself, like what are the other criteria that you may be looking for to determine whether or not it's worth recommending? Many people worry about the pricing. Like, oh, if it doesn't, make me this much money, it's not worth recommending. I think that's the wrong way to approach it. Again, you want to go goal setting first. You want to go solving problems first. Whether you make an affiliate commission or not, you should still recommend it. I mean, on my resource page, which is a page I would recommend everybody have on their website, which is a list of all the things that you know that are going to be helpful for your audience to have that aren't your own, um, things that you've mentioned before, either on stage or on your website. Some of those things don't even have an affiliate commission tied to them. Because the whole purpose is to serve the audience, right? And some of those things, you know, they, they get a lot of value out of it, even though it's free and I don't get a commission. Well, guess what? They come back 
for more. And a lot of times then they, then they go into my programs or take my recommendations. But as far as criteria, number one, have I used it or can I offer support for it in such a way that I can almost like feel like it's my product? Sure. Or a person on the other one would feel like I, I know it enough to help support them if they have any questions. That's number one. Actually, it's number two. Number one is does it solve their problems, right? And then number three would be if a person were to go there, because here's the problem with affiliate marketing too. Once people click on that link, then they're kind of out of your hands mm-hmm. and they're in the hands of that company. Now you want to make sure that that company is some is a company you trust, which it probably would be if you, you, you've used it and you're taking the time to recommend it. But you want to make sure that you understand the experience that a person has after they click on that affiliate link because if it's very difficult to sign up, for example, and there's a lot of like things that need to happen before they get to the buy, well, then likely they're not going to buy. Yeah. So there's a few ways to tackle that. Number one, yeah, you could actually talk to the company and go, hey, you know, I think that the experience that people have when they come to the website could be improved in this way. You have authority and leverage to do that by somebody who's actually helping to sell more of their product. They are going to listen because they want to make more sales too. Yeah. That relationship with that company is very important. You can actually leverage that even more by asking for, if, it's, if you're performing very well for them, a higher commission rate. Or perhaps because you are speaking on stage, you can go, you know, I'm going to show you in front of 200 people live on stage about your product. Is there any special deals that you can offer for the stage that I'm going to be speaking on next week? Perhaps a longer free trial or a discount code or something that I can offer. I think that'd be great. And it usually is a win for everybody in that case as well. You have a unique thing having the stage to offer these recommendations. Another criteria, so going back to the experience, like um, in addition to that, like is there any way for them to continue to get support from that company mm-hmm. after as well? So do the, is there like a live chat or is there a really easy way to get support? Because if they have a bad experience with that product, maybe it's a bad product to begin with, which hopefully, again, you're not promoting, but whether or not it's a good product or not, if they have a bad experience because of customer service, for example, they're going to be upset at that company, but they're going to be more upset at you because you were the one that recommended it, right? Like if you go, oh, go to this, you know, you got to go watch Ant-Man at this theater because it's really cool. Okay, and then you go and then you just have a terrible time because there's like, there's like trash all over the place and just, yes, the movie was great, but the facilities were nasty and, you know, it was was loud and there's people, you're going to be upset at my recommendation because I offered you a terrible theater to go watch the movie at. So just understand like, are they, are they going to be taken care of after they go through your link? Your and, reputation's and, and on the line. Your reputation is absolutely on the line because it just takes one bad rec- recommendation to have a person not trust you anymore. The trust totally. that you are working so hard to earn, any recommendation for any other person or company's product or even your own products or even just a link to click or an email to open, you, you risk those things by recommending products that aren't going to serve your audience or don't give them a good experience. Yeah. So at this point, so let's, let's assume that you've got some products or services that would be a good fit for you to recommend. How do you begin promoting those in a way that feels natural, that feels normal, that maybe doesn't feel spammy or sleazy? And I think that's the part that people always get concerned about is like, I don't want to like shove this down people's throats, but I, I do want to promote it. So what's the balance there that you found that works well? I mean, there's a number of different ways to do it. I think the number one thing is just to be conscious about what it's like on the other end. I think we could easily lose sight of how others are being treated. So I'm very glad that you brought that up, Grant. And I think it's important to know, just you know, have a conscious eye and ear on what your audience is seeing and feeling from you. But yeah. there are a lot of great ways to promote affiliate products in ways that aren't slimy and are not aggressive at all. The number one way I talked about earlier was your resource page because that becomes a static page on your website that you can add to over time, that is a huge benefit for people to go to, right? Like they don't have to go all over the internet to find the best things that are going to help them. It's all in one spot. 
Yeah. And that's a cool page because you can share it everywhere on your podcast, on stage. You guys, by the way, like in addition to this thing I just, just mentioned, I have a whole list of tools and, and services that can help you on your way to achieving X, Y, and Z. You can find it at smartpassiveincome.com slash resources. That becomes a huge valuable tool because you go there, it, it has this effect of having a sense of giving. You're giving all of these things. You are helping them through consolidation and convenience, right? It's not go buy these things because I make more money. It's here are all the things that can help you. And as a byproduct of that, you're making money from the company through commission. So our resource page is really helpful. I love to use what I call the secret weapon for affiliate marketers, and that's demo videos. So creating a 10 to 12 minute demo video of, and this lives on YouTube. And what's really cool about this is people can find you for the first time through these demo videos because people, when they buy stuff, they want to see what it's going to look like. So often they go to YouTube and if they find your demo video, they're going to not just get this awesome product recommended to them by you, but they're going to learn about you and probably right. dig deeper into your stuff too. So it kind of serves double duty. You can sell more and get more organic traffic through a demo video. Demo video not being like a two hour long, here's how every button and every feature works, but here are the top three things that you can do with this. Let me show you how it's used and how easy it is to get into. And here's my affiliate link if you want to go through. That's worked gangbusters and it's great. For you on stage and for anybody who's creating any kind of content in any capacity, my favorite way to do it is to not directly recommend the product, but to teach something where the product becomes one of the steps. So like I mentioned earlier, like 10 steps to build a website. Step one, you got to understand your niche market. So here's a bunch of tips and tools that are free for how to do keyword research and, and market research. Tip number two, you know, your branding, like here are some helpful resources to help you understand like what that domain name might be and what your branding is it going to be a personal brand or more of a company kind of brand? That's step number two. Step number three is you got to get your hosting account set up because you want to own the website. You don't want to live on somebody else's land. You want to have your own sort of real estate online. So here is the hosting company I would recommend. Here is a demo video that shows you exactly how easy it is to use. And here's my affiliate link. Step number four is, okay, now you got to get a theme and design for your website. You can get free ones here. You can get paid ones here. By the way, this is an affiliate link for StudioPress where you can get some of, the, some of my favorite themes. You know, and, and just through the whole, like you're literally giving away so much valuable information on the steps to go from where they're at now to where they want to go. Yeah. And it just so happens that throughout that process, there are inserted little affiliate links for things that would help them achieve that. Right. And that way, it's not aggressive at all. Actually, you can be very aggressive promoting that free piece of content, whether it's a series of blog posts or just one giant blog post or what you teach on stage. It's not aggressive at all in the selling aspect. It's aggressive and here's exactly how to do this. Yeah. And step three, I mean, it's just going to be a natural, oh yeah, I want to do this. Like step three, okay. Step three, I'll, I'll go sign up for it versus, oh, you're selling me on hosting. Like it's right. no, it's about the, the step one to 10. And there are so many ways to do that. Um, another sort of twist on that is the audit. So if you ever speak on stage and you're helping a group of people, right? And maybe it's, let's pick a, uh, you know, just the diet thing again. Like, hey guys, you're in the audience. You want to learn how to optimize your health and nutrition. Great. Today, we're going to talk about 10 things you need to understand about your body to optimize your health and fitness. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially an audit. So number one, are you optimized with your drinking water? Great. Number two, are you optimized with your protein intake every day, single day? Great. If you need help with your protein intake, then maybe you can check out these. Here are the brands of protein powder that I get. And you kind of just insert it as how you kind of support that. If a person doesn't check that check mark off, well, okay, they need support on how to get that done. 
And sometimes it's just information to help them, you know, check off that check mark in the audit. Sometimes it's a product that they need. So that's a kind of a, an interesting twist on the, instead of steps one to 10, it's here's a whole checklist of things you should be doing. And if you don't check this one off, then here's what can help you get to that point where you can check it off. Yeah. And part of it too, it seems like with affiliate marketing, uh, when you're recommending a specific product, when you are recommending it to an audience that, you, that knows, likes, and trusts you, that you're making it a heck of a lot simpler for the buying process for someone. So I'm thinking about like, if I'm really analyzing what's the best protein powder, I'm looking for the best water bottle. And I talk with someone that I know, like, and trust. And they say, listen, I've tried them all. Here's the one that you need. Great. Like that just made the decision process so much yeah. simpler for me than having to like, okay, let's take what you recommend. Let's take what this person recommends. And what I read on this article, what I saw on this YouTube video, but like, no, no, just like, like cut through it and just tell me, like, just tell me the one I need yeah. to use. That's what people want. Yeah, they want somebody, so they want somebody to tell them what to do and what to get. Right. That goes along with, so a lot of people ask me, okay, Pat, like uh, hosting, like I could recommend three different hosts, my audience, and I love them all. Like which one, like I'll, I'll put them all on there. Don't put them all in there. Yeah. Choose the one that you know your audience needs to get into because when you give them, here are the top 10 water bottles that you should get or protein shake bottles then they're confused. Like, okay, you gave me 10 and they all sound wonderful. Right. Like, I don't even know what to do. But if you go, okay, here's the one I would recommend. And that just becomes the one that you own, that you're going to own and that you will recommend. Then everybody's going to want to be like you and get the same thing. Not only that, when you choose to promote that particular one, it gives you the authority to go to that company and go, hey, like, basically, I've chosen you. Like, I love your water bottle. Like, I've reviewed them all. I choose yours. And I recommend it and only it to my audience. Like, is there anything we can do together to help push it out to my audience even more? Is there a special deal we can get? Or maybe we can, we can have you come on the podcast and you can talk about it even more. That's another thing. If you have the ability to connect with the founders of those companies, that's going to earn a little bit more trust, not just with you, but with the company founder as well. Because the challenge is it's not your product. So you have to convince a person not just to trust your recommendation, but to trust where they're going or who they're getting from. And so if you have the ability to in some capacity on stage, for example, show that you have a relationship with this person. So maybe you get quotes from the company founder or you, there's a picture of you and the person who owns that product. I mean, that adds instant credibility to that recommendation. Right. Let's talk about from the, a financial perspective for a second. So if I'm recommending a product, one of the things that you've mentioned is, especially if it's done in an online capacity, and I guess this could be done from a speaking perspective as well, but you're giving some type of link that's an affiliate link that's able to be tracked back to you. So mm -hmm. I'm curious if you can kind of give us a nutshell on how that works, but then also from a financial perspective, am I paid a, a commission, a percentage, a flat rate? What does that look like? And I know that that can, that can vary widely. It does vary widely. Every company is different. Some companies will pay you a percentage of the sale. Other companies will pay you a flat fee per person you send over. And other, the way it works is often they have an affiliate program. If you, if you find a company that you really like and, and you want to partner with them in this way, go to their website and look for something that says affiliates. It might say referral program. Mm -hmm. It also might say partner program. Those are pretty much synonymous in a sense. And then you go there and you can fill out the information. Oftentimes it might be an application because they want to make sure that you are going to promote it in a legit way or that you have a large enough audience that makes sense to have them spend some time and effort to do it. Every company is different. Sometimes you go to these companies and they don't have one of those things public. Reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I use your product and I'd love to promote it to my audience. Do you have an affiliate or, or a partnership program that I can get involved with? Yeah. A lot of times they're hidden. Actually, one of my most successful ones back when I was teaching architecture online was an affiliate program that was hidden. It was only invite only. And it wasn't until I reached out to this company did they then invite me into that because I didn't even know it existed. So 
it's always worth asking. Now, sometimes they're going to be like, no, we don't have one of those, but thank you for promoting our product. Yeah. And in that case, there's a couple things you can do. You can just go, okay, well, I guess that's done, but I wouldn't do that. I would go a little bit further and go, well, is there any way that you and your team can set up an affiliate program? Because I'm thinking of going pretty heavy on promoting your product to my audience. They should know how important it is to get in front of targeted audiences. And when you can show and specify how targeted your audience is and how perfect their product is for it. And also maybe if you have it, the size of the audience, how big your email list is, any other things that can help make them feel like, wow, okay, maybe we should look into how to do this then likely you'd want to talk to either the operations person there or the um, any sort of marketing people on that team. Sometimes the president or CEO, like they wouldn't have any idea how to set that up. It's those people in their business who would. And then sometimes they might create the program specifically for you because now they're thinking in their head, wow, like Grant, but Grant can help promote it. But we have all these other people who said they were interested in promoting too. Now we have something to offer them to help them want to push it out even more. Other times they might not have an affiliate program, but you can set up a honor system based sort of affiliate program where they give you a coupon code that then allows the tracking to happen. So it's a coupon code that gives your audience a little bit of a discount, but they are able to see how many people use that coupon code every single month. And then you can just create sort of a on the fly deal like, hey, for every person who uses this coupon code, like you get X number of dollars or whatever percentage of the sale. And that's hard to track. There's no reporting because they don't have that built in. But those companies typically won't take advantage of you because they know that if you're getting results from it, you're going to push it out even more. So they're going to hopefully help you out in that way too. But commissions range. Sometimes they're as low as four to 8%, like on Amazon. So it's very low, but you get a lot of volume there. Mm -hmm. On Amazon specifically, however, you also get paid a commission from not just what you recommend, but anything else that person puts in their shopping cart within 24 hours. So Cyber Monday, Black Friday, Prime Day, those are all great days to right before promote something, in which case people are going to likely be taken advantage of with the algorithms in in Amazon and their cart might be full and you'd get commission off of those things. Sometimes commissions go up to 75% or even 100%. I've seen products where people offer 100% commission, meaning you sell that person's product for $100, you get paid $100. And you might be thinking, well, why would a company do that? It's because they want you to promote it. So they're, they're giving you a lot of money for each, each sale, but they also know that they're going to make even more money on a back-end sale, sure. maybe a higher-level program that's being sold to those people on the other end that you likely wouldn't get a piece of. But sometimes you might. Every company structures their affiliate program in a different way. Let's wrap up with this. One of the things that you touched on earlier was that when you first started doing affiliate marketing, it was one of those things that you were almost, a, I don't want to say secretive about, but you didn't want to like openly promote like, hey, I'm going to get something out of this by promoting it because it feels like maybe it turns off people from potentially buying it. So mm-hmm. but one of the things that you, you touched on there was now legally you can't do that. So can you talk us through like how that works? And then also just anything else just in general that we need to be aware of whenever it comes to affiliate marketing? Yeah, well, a couple specific rules on Amazon because Amazon is the easiest one to get set up with and, and start, but there's a lot of rules specifically for Amazon. Like you can't put an affiliate link in an email, in which case you would have your affiliate link on your website. And in your email, you would just say, go to this page on my website. And that's why the resource page is really great because you can go, by the way, I got this recommendation for a great product. Check it out on my resource page and all the other things that are there for you too. And no affiliate links from Amazon in eBooks or other things that are electronic. They want to just know where things are coming from and be able to track it. And that's why they don't allow that. But they do allow it on social media, by the way. But most important are the rules from the FTC, Federal Trade Commission. And that is you have to be very honest and upfront about the fact that you have a partnership with this company. Same thing for sponsored posts. Same thing for if they pay you to 
run an ad on your social media channel. Like you just need to be upfront with your audience about it. And again, like I said, you can use that to your advantage by saying, you know, hey, by the way, I earn a commission if you go through this link at no extra cost to you. I typically say that because I, some people go, oh, I don't want to pay you extra just right, because, right. you know, kind of thing. So at no extra cost to you. I also say, by the way, if you have any questions about this, please let me know. That kind of brings the sort of fear of the purchase down because they know they have somebody they can go to if something were to go wrong. Nobody's ever reached out to me, but the fact that I have that there makes them feel more secure about the purchase. And you just say, you don't have to say how much you're getting. You can just say, you know, there's an affiliate deal. I do get a commission from this. And it has to be in a place that's right there, right around at least the first mention of that product on that page. Or if you're on stage the first time you mention it, Obviously, it'd be kind of redundant to say it over and over and over again each time you share it. But it can't be, if it's on a website, it can't be a little tiny link on the very bottom of the photo that For says affiliate fair. disclaimer or anything like that. It has to be something that people don't have to find at the point at which you are mentioning that thing. So I, I, I usually just go right up front. Now, on my resource page, if you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash resources at the top, you'll see my affiliate disclaimer that's there before any recommended items. You can take that and, and stylize it in your own way. A lot of people like to copy and paste that onto their own because it's written in a way that sounds great. It sounds like I'm actually helping and being very honest and upfront and authentic with people. Cool. Very cool. Well, Pat, thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. I know that this isn't something that you just uh, you do in your business, but it's also something that you teach. So if you want to find out more about this and some of the training programs that you offer about affiliate marketing, where can we go? Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. If you go to 123affiliatemarketing.com, you'll see a uh, more premium in-depth training on all, all this stuff. And then most of all, just smartpassiveincome.com for anything else I'm up to. Cool. We are just scratching the surface here. So make sure that you check out Pat's stuff. He is uh, one of the best in the business. So Pat, thanks, man. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mr. Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. Again, talking all about affiliate marketing. Now, like I mentioned to you at the top of the show here, we're going to be doing a free training that we would love for you to be a part of. We'd love for you to join us. Again, it's going to be a free live training. I'm going to be on there live answering all of your questions. You can find that and register for that by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash beyond. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash beyond. Make sure that you register for that. Again, that's going to be August 21st. You are not going to want to miss that. If perhaps you are listening to this in the future, first of all, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on these upcoming things that, that we'd love for you to be a part of and that you don't want to miss. But you can still go ahead and register there and uh, we can send you the replay of that. So make sure you again check that out over at thespeakerlab.com slash beyond. All right, boys and girls, that wraps up today's episode. Next week, we are also going to be doing another Beyond the Stage interview with Mr. Jeff Goins. We're going to be talking about publishing, self-publishing, traditional publishing, hybrid publishing, the differences between all of them. So make sure you uh, be on the lookout for that episode coming to you next week. Catch you next time, my friend. You're awesome. Awesome.